0: Our
1: Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for giving us the privilege to be in your presence.
0: In worship, we thank you, Almighty God, for the gift of life,
1: the gift of strength, the gift of health, the gift of fellowship. In your presence, there is fullness of joy, and in your right hand, there are pleasure forevermore. I will therefore ask, you, oh God, that this morning, that you visit us with your word, meeting us at our very points of need in the name of Jesus. We come before you without any shade of pretense. You know us more than we know ourselves. Use the instrument of your word to transform our lives individually. And all together, oh God, may we leave church today better than we came in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. The theme of this church for this year is Kingdom Lifestyle. I have noted that a dear brother of mine, for the better that was here somewhere in February to do a weekend expository on this uh, theme. This morning I'm taking a chunk or a part of that entire team, the topic given to me, known by your lifestyle. And a scripture was provided to guide me in this discussion from where we just read our our reading for today, Matthew chapter seven, verse sixteen. Can we
0: just go there? Matthew chapter 7 verse 16 I like the
1: translations the brother that's ready the, the reading used the new living translation but I'm going to read from King James version so that we can capture a few important things that will navigate us through our discussion this morning. Verse 16 it says you shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns, of figs, of thistles. Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth
0: evil fruit.
1: A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits, you shall know them. Praise the Lord. The text we just read is a concluding part of what in theology we have come to know as the Beatitudes. The Sermon on the Mount, uh, where Jesus preached from chapter 5 of Matthew all through chapter 6, and to chapter 7 uninterrupted. Starting by, blessed are the poor in the spirit, for they are, you know, for theirs are the kingdom of God. And then concluding with an admonition that we should learn to put in practice what we have had. Jesus said so many things, which is not part of our discourse this morning. But he had concluded in chapter 7 that we needed to take heed to all he had said. As a matter of fact, any man who will put into practice what he had had all this while, will be likened as a man who has built his house on the rock. And no amount of pressure of life or circumstances or situations, the storms, the wind, the rain, will have the resources to bring him down. So our spiritual stability is tied to our obedience to God's word. And I want to stand with Jesus this morning to admonish us a few things we're going to be talking this morning. God will be putting some subtle demands on our individual lives to change. To change something about you. If we are all all alright, we don't need to come to church. I'm not sharing what I'm sharing here. From the point viewpoint of strength, we are all in this together, praise the Lord. And I trust that God. As the word comes at the two edges, such that my own life also will be transformed. So now, if you look at that scripture, it's a common thing, common saying, by their fruit you shall know them. It has become a rhetoric. People say it anyhow, anywhere. But we are seeing where it's coming from the scriptures. And if you rewind back just one verse backwards we will see the audience Jesus Christ was referring to, and that was in verse 15. If you come to verse 15, Jesus says, Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. So when Jesus was talking about, by the fruits you shall know them, he was actually directly referring to the false prophets. The false prophets. They have an office called prophet. They occupy a very high position in the religious setting of their times. They wear the clothes of prophets, the regalia of prophets. They have the, you know, the packaging of the office of the prophets. They are well respected wherever they go. They carry security around, is possible, and I mean, for every social function they are well recognized. But there is something about them. They they have the the coverage of a sheep, with the gentleness of the sheep, with the disposition of the sheep. But what classify them as prophets? the false prophet, is that inside them, they are ravening wolves. That was the description Jesus used for them. I will not be tempted to focus my discussion on false prophets this morning. Precisely two months ago, I got an SMS from a dear brother I respect so much. The wife
0: of a dear brother I respect so much. I was in the when I got that test and it read, my husband slapped me to the floor this morning.
1: Please, I have just left his home to my parents' house. Could you intervene? And here is a brother I have a great deal of respect for that I accepted to cheer his wedding. And um, participated fully, and made a few attempts also to help mentor a new family. Very gentle when you see him, good disposition, a professing Christian, tongue speaking, have
0: held leadership position in Christian settings. But then had what it takes
1: to slap his wife down on the floor, and when I father.
0: Discussed with the wife. I found that it was not a one-off event.
1: Now I'm starting this way because I want us to come home to the church. Praise the Lord. So that we will not waste our time talking about the false prophets.
0: We are looking at a very serious contemporary problem in the
1: church that Jesus is making an attempt to address. Through the scriptures we
0: have just read. by their fruits shall know them. And so,
1: we have a situation where we have robust
0: charisma with zero character. And it will be convenient at this stage
1: to separate two things that God has given to us at the point of salvation. One of them is the gift of the Spirit, and the other is the fruit of the Spirit. The gift of the Spirit is expressed in our Christian service and sometimes manifests as spiritual charisma. As I speak with you this morning, I am operating and standing in the office of a teacher of the Word of God. That is one of the 5 ministries teaching evangelists uh, evangelist, uh, and and prophets and all that. We have no problem with charisma. We have abundance of gifts of the Spirit. People can preach. People can pre- speak in tongues. People can do so many things in church. Some of the things that we do that gives us a level
0: of respect in the Christian community. That's not our problem. And for the
1: Nigerian church, it's not a problem. Because if you go to Albany Road now, every house is a church. And the last speakers are well positioned that you don't know where the sound is coming from, which location. I was in Abani recently, and in between each house, the spaces are been converted to small churches. It's a type of revival, and we
0: thank God for that. But the critical matter is that it is not reflective in the
1: overall society. Nigeria is the way it is today with all the Christians in Nigeria. Che is a professing Christian and who had to cut grass in IDP camp with 200 million naira. Under pressure, the president had to take him out. I replaced him with the national vice president of Full Gospel Businessmen Fellowship, in charge of outreaches, in the person of Boss Mustafa. February this year, we are all together in Abuja. And we are looking at him, and we are monitoring him. He also is also the head of the men's fellowship of the family church in Abuja. If you know family church in Abuja, Said by a lady, the husband is dead now.
0: I we watching him I'm praying for him. And it stands out a reference point
1: to what we think that God also is thinking in reflecting our faith. Starting from our family front into the larger society. That is the
0: demand this morning, praise the Lord. The problem is that we are known by our charisma, we are known by our offices, the things we can do in church.
1: People give us names, pastors, teachers, evangelists, daddies, mommies, uncles, they attach names to your your name
0: to make you feel important. They are good. I have nothing against those things. In the time
1: past, men are recognized by stickers on their cars. In those days, if you go to evangelism in the university, there are certain rooms you you will not knock at because of the number of stickers on that door. Is that a Christian union, be born again or perish tomorrow, or that or that. You skip such rooms on account of stickers. He said, These ones are born again by reason of their
0: stickers. So, can we go to the next room? So, we have a lot of things around us
1: that attract spiritual relevance and importance to our persons. We have no problem with that. If you are serving God and you are doing things for God, we have no problem with that. And Jesus had no problem with that. But we need to understand the emphasis, the focus of Jesus himself. So that we, we know what his mind is also in the matter that is before us this morning. He says there are people who outside they are sheep. But inside they are ravening wolves.
0: If you take them at their face value, you will miss it. And therefore, it's not about charisma, and what the gift of the Spirit can
1: do with your life, it's about the fruit of the Spirit, which is
0: displayed in your character. Praise the Lord. Now, for us to capture what fruits look like, come with me to, to Luke chapter 3. Now, in verse 7,
1: we are looking at the ministry of John the Baptist. Then he said to the multitude that came forth to be baptized of him, O generation of vipers, who had warned you to flee from the wrath to come, bring forth therefore fruits worthy of what? Repentance. And begin not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able... Of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. Verse 9. And now also the axe is laid unto the roots of the trees. Every tree therefore which bringeth not forth good fruit. Is hewn down and cast into the fire. And the people ask him saying. What shall we do? Praise the Lord. That's a serious question. And these are men who have come for altar call. With all the excitement that we have when people present themselves
0: at altar call. John was not fooled by the number
1: and the emotions that were presenting himself as these people responded to his gospel and the message. that trooping out for altar call. Not just in repentance, but also to have baptism, water baptism. If anybody comes to the level of presenting himself for water baptism, is it not serious? I mean, in our interpretation, it's very serious. Praise the Lord. He has fulfilled all the prerequisites to be ushered fully into the community of the children of God. But not for John. John wouldn't have such excitement. John wouldn't have such confused you know, emotional presentation. He said, you brood of vipers, who has warned you to flee from the roots, from the rocks to come? Present evidence of your salvation. Present fruits worthy of your repentance.
0: So fruit is evidence. I know you love God. And you
1: can pray, can we have evidence of your Christianity? I know you can sing in the choir. I know you can minister from the pulpit. I know you can do so many things for God. Can we have evidence of your Christianity? Unless we go into theological confusion, let's see how you know. John responded to the request of, what do we do? And interestingly, nobody asks such questions these days. Have you noticed? Have you ever seen anybody come for a tackle and ask what to do? No. We neither ask, and nobody asks. We give cards, people present themselves, and in a long, not a little little while, we bring them into leadership in the church after a routine follow-up. But look at what St. John was asking for. Let's
0: get to the next verse. Verse 11, he answered and said unto him, he that had two coats, let him
1: impart to him that had what? None. And he that had meat, let him do likewise. 12, then came also the publicans to be baptized and said unto him, masters, what shall we do? And he said unto them, Exact no more than that which is appointed you. Verse 14, and the soldiers likewise demanded of him, saying, and what shall we do? And he said unto them, do violence to no man, neither accuse any falsely, and be content with your wages. Be satisfied with your salary. Be happy with what you receive as pay. We are looking at gospel according to Jesus on his face value this morning. We are not looking for Greek meaning of these things now. Latin meaning. We are taking it word as word as is presented to
0: us. Doctors came and asked. What about me? What shall I do? Are you a doctor in the house?
1: If you hear well, you will hear what Jesus will be telling you. Are you a nurse? Nurses
0: since we come. Politicians we come. Teachers we come. Even
1: though the Bible recorded three professions, I think it's representative of all that we do in the marketplace, praise the Lord. Both from the home front into the society, in the marketplace, every one of us has a response customized for you from Jesus. If you listen well, you will hear it. I know you're a Christian 10, 20 years now, thank God for you. But if you listen well, you will hear Jesus speak to you. There is something about you that is not commensurate to your faith. That you need to
0: change this morning. Praise the Lord. Christianity is a lifestyle. It's not about rhetoric. It's not about
1: noise. It's not about the size of your Bible. It's not about the size of your, 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 your regalia. It's a lifestyle. And John was placing specific demand on the
0: individual people that presented themselves for what call. Check your life. Is there something that you need to change this morning? And the Holy Spirit points
1: that to you. Receive grace to change in Jesus' name. How do you know
0: fruits? Matthew chapter 21, verse 18. I'm rounding up. How do you know fruits? It's easy to recognize charisma, but how do you know fruits? Matthew 21, verse 18. Matthew 21, verse 18. How do you know fruits?
1: Now in the morning, as he returned into the city, he hungered. And when he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to eat, and found nothing thereon, but leaves only. And said unto it, Let no fruit grow on thee, henceforth forever, and presently. The fig tree withered away. Now, because of time, if you go to the Mark account of that story, in Mark chapter 11, the Bible carefully noted that Jesus saw the fig tree from where? From afar, praise the Lord. And looking at the fig tree from afar, it appeared what? Green.
0: It had green leaves. It had green leaves. With all
1: his gifts of word of knowledge, Jesus had a wrong impression
0: of the fig tree from afar. The Bible said he was hungry. So he approached the fig tree,
1: hoping to eat from his fruit. When he came very close to the fig tree, alas, there was no fruit. And Jesus was disappointed. And what did he do to the tree?
0: He cursed the tree.
1: So how do you know fruits? You know fruits
0: by coming close. Praise the Lord. What you see of Obioko
1: this morning is the gift of the spirit, charisma, teaching the word of God.
0: Now, if you want to know about me more, what do you do? You come close. Several years ago, when I joined Full Gospel Newly, I had a dear brother I respect so much.
1: We enjoyed fellowship from afar. And I can tell you, many people prefer it that way. Is it not true? You know, many people just want us to stay in church. Immediately we share grace. eh? (laughs) You just find your way to your house. I find my way to my house. We can break into committees committee and several other committees will function at that level and disperse, And you will remain
0: friends. No problem. You know, the church can move on like that. Yes, no problem. And so that was how I enjoyed fellowship, when I joined the fellowship newly. I had no
1: problem with anybody because I come and we share grace together. We shake hands and we hug. And everybody goes on. But one day, one of the brothers I respected so much, he came to my house and said to me, "I need to give him ten thousand naira. Precisely in two weeks' time, he will bring it back." And that because I respected him so much, and we have come close enough to transact money. Praise the Lord! And I gave him the ten thousand. That was. As far back as
0: 2004. So two weeks have passed. One month has passed. And two months has passed.
1: And even with repeated. You remember the money. He say yes. You still remember. Praise the Lord. Now this is 2018. How many years? 14 years. 14 years. I'm here to recover my 10,000. Now, what's the problem? I came close
0: to a dear brother and I lost 10,000. It's as serious as that. Do you now see why it's sometimes difficult to do business even with Christians? I asked a woman that told me the husband's laughter. She said, do you know
1: your husband could be an abusive husband? He said, no. So very gentle brother, so gentle that I admire his Christianity. Do you know that this brother, while the wife was seven months pregnant, just because they had an argument in the car, Dropped her off about 10 p.m. somewhere in m and asked her to come down from the car. She came down at the middle of the road. He banged his car and switched off his phone so that he would remain incommunicado and drove off. He had the courage to drive off. The wife told me this with his her mouth. And as recent as two months ago, he had the energy to slap his wife down. I asked her, do you know your husband to be like, said no. And I tell you, if this brother come here, come to this church, oh my goodness. The way he walks gently. He talks gently. He dresses gently. If he greets me, good morning. He used to bend his
0: head when he greets me. Good morning, chief. But inside of him, there's a vicious wolf. So, how did the wife now know that all this wife has been cutting
1: in the vicious roof? She came what?
0: Close into marriage. I have a dear sister, a missionary who told me a story I would like to share with you this morning. And she
1: said they were in a mission field. She's married. Very sound, impeccable sister. And while they were in the mission field, a commun- a, 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 an accommodation crisis set in in the field that demanded that she would sleep under the same roof with another dear brother she have a great deal of respect for. Under the condition that she sleeps at one end of the room, and the brother stays at the other end of the room, so that the following morning they can resolve accommodation
0: crisis. But as the night journeys, the holy gap between these two people were gradually closing in. From the brother's end, a sister told me that
1: while she was sleeping. she noticed something touched her legs and it was the dear brother's leg touching her own leg. And she assumed it a mistake and woke up and took that leg and
0: repositioned it again where it supposed to be. And yet again, the leg returned back and
1: she gently held the leg and put it away again. But as the journey continues, their brother now came and were hugging her body. She said, what is, The brother was desperate, sexually abusing a dear sister. And after he made serious, stern opposition from this same sister, you know what he did? He
0: said, hey, thank you, you are a very, you are a very good sister. I know you will resist me.
1: And all this while I've been trying to see how I can check your Christianity to see how serious you
0: are. Check me, check me, shake me. You are doing very well. You are doing very well. Now I know you are
1: very serious. And the sister could only wait for the day to break. To escape. For me, dear brother, he had a great
0: deal of respect for years. What was her problem? She came too too close. Back in our local chapel at the UNTH, a little
1: young man, very vibrant Christian in the Lord, we love him because he can pray well, he can do so many things well. As far as he was in the church, we are okay. But one day, as a cancer, church cancer started to bring him close. So that you can count our church money. So our offering every Sunday started getting too low. And one day, our vicar called and said, "Obi, offering is getting too low. This is what we got last Sunday. I said, even if you did not what I personally gave as offering last Sunday. So the
0: rest of the ones were shared by the church, that's a problem. And when we investigated, their brother was taking money offering. Our sin was that we came too close. We can go on and on, but you are in church this morning. Now I would like to ask you, is it a risk to come too close to you as a Christian? Thank God for the community we enjoy, the fellowship we enjoy. Jesus saw a fig tree from afar. He said, yes, with what I can see, there is fruit. When you came close, disappointed. Our message is very simple this morning. If we bring your
1: roommate as a student to testify about your faith here, What are we likely going to be
0: hearing? If we call your spouse to testify about your person, I know we call you big uncle
1: in church. I don't know how true it it was. A, a, A bishop's conference was going on and a survey was passed among bishops' wives somewhere. And part of that survey would require them to fill a particular column that if you have an opportunity to marry your husband again will you marry and
0: more than 80% return in the negative. Bishop's wife's servant. You don't need to look for, what do they call it, 0.5% of what? <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> the result is significant. Praise the Lord. If we call your housekeeper, the nanny you kept in the
1: house, to come out here and testify about your faith, what are we likely going to be hearing? If we call your driver, your gate man, your office confidential secretary, your employees, to come and testify about your faith, what are we likely going to be hearing? Yesterday, I I spoke in a meeting. In the retreat center in MNA. and I was returning, and um, somebody joined me on lift to town. It was far away from the town after Nickel And he said, Hey, there's a brother looking for me to see me. I said, What's the problem? He said, Because his employer has been owing him four months' salary. There is a dear brother in the lodge. He has been seen buying new cars. Spending money, but he's only in four months' salary. That in, in the coming week, I will be I will be contacted to interface between him and the employer, who is a dear brother close to me. Praise the Lord, so that I can be able to convince him to pay four months' salary to somebody working under him, a professing Bible-carrying tongue-speaking Christian. Listen this morning. This is not a conventional message. Are you hearing me? I'm looking at matters. Issues. I have three domestic staff. Get man, driver, and a housekeeper. 31st Decem- of June, I have to look for money and pay them their salaries. It's not tied to when UNTH and last will come, because I can tell you it can come on the 15th of the following month. And some of the things we do with people we employ
0: is nowhere near Christian lifestyle. So this morning, we need
1: to understand what Jesus is speaking about so that we don't go far looking for prophets. Do you look good outside but you are a ravening wolf inside? Is it a risk? Is it possible that I may be taking a risk Coming very close to you as a Christian. Is it a risk to do business with you? Can I confide in you a top secret, personal secret? Can I come very close to tell you a personal secret as a Christian without fear that tomorrow, next prayer meeting, it will be a prayer topic? You know how (laughs) I say, (laughs) Praise the Lord. There's one brother here that is a doctor. You are the only doctor in the forum. Who is uh, Can we pray that God will help him in this and that? You like, can you see? Hey! Something a Guadalajara just two days ago has become a prayer topic for a doctor, which everybody knows you are the only doctor in the prayer
0: meeting. Is it likely I'll be taking a risk telling you my secret And looking at things that happen
1: among us? May God help us in Jesus' name. As I conclude this morning, it would be convenient to look at the nine fruits of the Spirit. It's not called fruits; It's called what? Fruit.
0: Why? Because it is one Spirit and nine manifestations. In Galatians chapter 5, we do a rundown and then we close. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. What is it saying? But the fruit of the Spirit is what?
1: Share with me, love. Go ahead and can you read it from your own? Let's go. Want to go. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, love, suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. In some translation, it is called self-control. Nine manifestations, one spirit. If we weigh your life on the scale of this nine fruit of the spirit, is it possible that they take care of the written on your face? where and found one? Our dear brother, who has the spirit of God, has no miskiness. He's a wife abuser, peace of his wife. It's not
0: gentle, gentle outside. but I watch it and most of us are like that. Immediately the,
1: the horn of our vehicle ring blow at the gate. Everybody starts taking cover in the house, including children. Your wife starts reorganizing herself because you're coming back. because the cup kept on that table must not be there. I am madola about it. Everybody position back up. If nana just because you're coming back home. A visitor will be wondering which kind of husband, which kind of father is coming home. Like, oh God,
0: they would Praise the Lord. In church, and I don't know you are a hell of a ravaging wolf when men come close to you. And Jesus, speaking in the same beatitude, said, you are the light of the world. Nobody will put a lamp and hide it under a bush. Let this your light so
1: shine. That men will see what? Your good works. And glorify your father in heaven. If God in this end time. We know a level of glorification unto heaven. Men. Brethren. Christians. You need to go out there and shine the light. Through good works. You have prayed enough. That is a hearable gospel, and that is a seeable gospel. And Jesus said, You have had enough of preaching with your mouth. Hearing gospel. Bible says, Men shall see, not hear. Praise the Lord. Your good works and bring glory to God. What we bring robust glory to God in this end time is not hearable gospel, it's seeable gospel seeable gospel. Good works. From the home front to the office to the marketplace. Christians must stand and live like Christ. Praise the Lord. Thank God for the sister that was giving prophecy. The Christian lifestyle should pull away from the world kind of life. If you are born again, then be born again. Let there be an evidence of your faith. Not in rhetorics, not in noise making, not in stickers, not in regalia, not in occupying some strategic offices in the church, but go out there and live the life. Let your light so shine. It's not just shining, let it so shine. So shine with emphasis that men, women, children, office people, your housekeeper, your man, your, your driver, your 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 your, your little mate, you picked from somebody's else's family and brought into your house. That you have stung to punching punch. Him, you have beaten all manner of, even with head injury. You know, you need to go home
0: and make personal amends. That is the demand God is bringing to us this morning.
1: And as he has admonished us at the end of that chapter seven, he says, if you hear this word and put it in practice, you be like a man to abuse his house on the rock. Shall we stand to pray. As we stand, I would like you to open your Bible to Luke chapter 13. That's what we're going to be praying for. You look at that scripture and you just pray for yourself. And then we're going to sit down. If you're there with
0: me, go to verse 6. Go to verse 6. God wants to change something about
1: you. And I pray he succeeds this morning in Jesus' name. Verse 6. He spake also this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came and sought fruit thereon and found none. Then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, these three years I have invested on this fig tree, And I have come seeking fruit on it. But I have not found any. Cut it down. Why are you covering the ground for nothing? And he answered him, saying unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also, till I shall dig about it and dung it. And if it bear fruit well, and if not, then after that thou shalt cut it down. Kai. I want to raise the button for us to pray for ourselves. Throughout the scriptures, I have noticed one thing, I don't know whether you have noticed with me. At every tree that does not bear good fruit, what happens to it? Shall it come down? When I saw this scripture, fear possessed my heart. Shall it come down?
0: Charisma without character, you will go down. It's a matter of time. Charisma may take you up. It takes character to remain on top.
1: I know a minister of God in this town who had very huge charisma in the past. I also noticed he has zero character. It's nowhere to be found today. God will not mind retiring you prematurely in ministry if you have found one thing
0: at the scale of character. Samson had charisma with zero character and he didn't survive long.
1: God retired him in a manner that was despicable. A man who was brought as a national deliverer, prayed the last prayer to die with his enemies. May that not be your portion in Jesus' name. God is determined to cut down any tree that wouldn't bear fruit. In that parable say, I have invested on in your life for these three years. Some of you have been in this church for many years. You have had all manner of gospel. You are lucky to be in this church. You need to step out and attend a church somewhere. And you know what you will miss in this church. Some of you will travel to Lagos and attend churches and wish to run back to Enugu. You are highly privileged to hear what you hear from this pulpit, Sunday after Sunday. God has invested so much. After victory, three years, I've invested on this street,
0: yet. No evidence. No fruits. They cut it down. You have a second
1: chance this morning. Luckily for that vine, an intercession was made on behalf of that vine for a second chance. Let it alone. Can we watch this tree again for one more year? If it does does, well, fine. But then, if it fails in this second chance, go ahead and cut it down. None of you shall be cut down before your time in Jesus' name. Amen. God will not have reason in heaven to look at your life inside you. What you are made of inside. And summarily dismiss you from his service. May God forbid in the name of Jesus. Amen. So you're going to be praying for yourself from this scripture it's quietly. Say God dig around my life. That was the demand. Say dig around it. Don't Around, you put manure, put certain things, do a walk around my life. The prayer you can pray for yourself. Some of you are ill tempered. In a we walk, you inherited from your father, we inherited it from your grandfather. You need to ask God. It is not a Christian virtue to be ill and way So many things will happen. You are a Christian. I know you are in church. But you have problem with anger. You have problem with unforgiveness. You have certain problems, things that you know if the rapture takes place now. It's possible you will be left behind. Can you talk to God this morning? Father, dig around my life again. Do a quick walk. Reengineer my life afresh. I don't want to leave church the same way I came. Some of you are going home to make peace with somebody. You are in church. You are not in talking times with somebody somewhere. You are leaving church. Immediately you enter your car. You are making that phone call. You are calling for peace. Back in the village, there are uncles and teachers you are not in the talking times with. You need to go home and make peace. Christianity is not a rhetoric. It's a lifestyle. Your light must so shine. It must so shine. There is a neighbor you don't talk to. You have to go home and talk to him. There is somebody in your office. You are not in talking time. You have to go to office tomorrow and talk to him. You need to change. We didn't receive this grace in vain. It is for a productive life. Jesus said, you did not choose me. I chose you.
0: To bear fruit. Fruit that will last.
2: Still talk to God. The message preached,
0: the
2: prophecy given, they are the same. You go around seeking answers, solutions, here and there. If you seek me sincerely, truly, you will find me. I will fulfill my word and my goodness. But you are still in your sin, you are still in your iniquity, You approach with your arrogance. Let's put it this way. You come hypocritically. You put on a garment outwardly. But inside has punctures. Has holes. Has areas that God of pure eyes and to behold iniquity cannot behold. You cannot deceive him. And songs of Solomon says, Take out the little foxes. The areas of our lives. The character flaws, the areas that God looks and He cannot see His nature. Can you speak to God and say, It is me, it is me. Father, forgive me. Lord, I'm open this morning. Lord, deal with me. And Father in heaven, according to Faith Peter chapter 1, verses 1, 5 through 11, to faith add virtue, to virtue, Add love, add brotherly kindness, add long-suffering, add patience, add the fruit of the Spirit. Desire, pursue after them. Tell the Lord, this is where I need an addition. This is where I need a digging around my life. Please don't keep quiet. The Lord wants better with you and I. The prophecy said it clear, and here is the message. You cannot deceive God. You cannot fake your life. You cannot keep far away from Him without His knowing your true nature. You can't even keep far away from those who have drawn close to you. And what is it that God sees and is of purer eyes than to still keep that? Yet you have answered the altar call. Yet you have come showing you repented. Tell the Lord. I want this fruit of repentance in my life. I want this fruit of the spirit in my life. Father, forgive me for this area of law. I'm ready. And I make up my mind to drop it. Father, pray to God. Mother, pray. Young person, pray. Male, pray. Female, pray. Employed, pray. Employer, pray. Searching for job, pray. Ask the Lord. Let him walk in your life. Big around you. He's given an opportunity. And that's why he's speaking to us this way. The seal of the Lord remains. The foundation of the Lord remains. The Lord knows them who are his. And it's not those who call him Lord, Lord. Who have done works. Because for them, as they call and recount their works. And he will say, Depart from me, you children who walk iniquity, you whose your lifestyle had not shown my nature and character. I do not know you. The Lord knows them who are his. And let everyone that names the name of the Lord, let everyone that carries the tag, Christian, and let everyone who walks in kingdom lifestyle, depart from flaws, iniquities, drosses, little foxes, hypocrisy, evil, envy speaking, malice, all those hidden areas that come to the fore. Father, we come to you and we deliver our lives back to you holy again in the name of Jesus Christ. Almighty God, we ask, as your Spirit has spoken and ministered to us, in areas of our life where you have looked, and instead of coming close, you have looked away, because you've seen sin, you've seen iniquity, you've seen hypocrisy, you've seen sheep clothing outside, you've seen ravening wolves inside. You've come ready to come habitation with us and to put your light on us. But Father, you have been drawn afar by the attitude that we have displayed, that we have grown used to, that are now part of our habitual lifestyle, but they are not according to your nature. Almighty God, this morning, without reservation, Lord, without resistance, Lord, without rationalizing it, We yield unto you in the name of Jesus Christ. We open up our lives. You spoke earlier on in the word of prophecy. You have a it, O God, even through the preached word. Sin, iniquity, arrogance, our pride, and our cloak cover you from us. And even those who have gone around seeking here and there, trying to cover their tracks. Lord, have made a brick wall this morning, O Lord. May the heavens open again into our lives in the name of Jesus. Lord, dig around our lives, dig around our attitude, dig around our minds, dig around our lifestyle. And King of Glory we give room to the Holy Spirit to have his way and to manifest the evidence of your righteousness, of your nature of your lifestyle, of your character to us, that we may shine forth in the perverse and crooked generation holding for the world, the lifestyle of the kingdom. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we ask that our lives may shine forth again. Not just the inconsistencies, not just the mixed signals, not just the ones that put a question mark on who we really are, Irrespective of our public and personality augmentation. Father in heaven, in our depth of hearts, in our privacy, in our dealings with you, in areas where we know it is not right, with us and with you. Father, we open up and we ask you to sincerely forgive us and cleanse us once more in the name of Jesus Christ. And Lord, because of your word, we cleanse ourselves of all filledness of flesh and of the spirit. And Lord Almighty, we turn again in reverence unto you, in holiness of life and character, the day and at night, where we are known and where we are not easily known, that we may display forth the same nature that shows forth that Jesus is the one who is manifesting his fruit in our lives. This is our prayer, O God. This is our plea. Have mercy on us. And let this reflect, a oh God, in us, in individuals. Let our families see. Let those around us see. Let those in the world who watch see your good works. See the light of the glory, of the nature, of the character, of the attitude, of Jesus. And glorify your name in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. For those who need to make me sweet, Thank you, Father, for attitudes we need to turn our backs to. Thank you, Lord, for areas we need to say no to. Thank you, Lord, for habits that we need Almighty God to shut the door of our life unto. Because the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to us. And that grace has given us the ability to be able to say no to sin. No to ungodly attitudes. No, to worldly loss, and the way others do things that do not portray you. And to be able to live godly, righteously and soberly, even while we are still in this present world. Lord, that grace we receive again in full measure in the name of Jesus Christ to be manifest in our lives. Thank you. In Jesus name we pray.